No comic book character has ever been as cruel, as psychotic, or as unforgettable as the Joker, archenemy of Batman. Ever since he first appeared in Batman number one, the Joker captured the hearts of comic fans everywhere and is highly regarded as the greatest comic book villain of all time. Naturally, that kind of acclaim is going to translate to the big screen. And to date, five actors have portrayed the Clown Prince of Crime on the big screen, with many more playing or voicing the character on TV and in video games. Today, on our sixth Weird Shit Wednesday, we'll be diving into these portrayals and see if we can determine who among these fine actors is the definitive movie Joker. I'm Connor Zagari. And I'm Austin Johnson. And this is Filmgasm. Welcome to Gotham City, listeners. It's a city ravaged with crime on a daily basis. A city run by mobsters and super criminals like the Penguin, the Riddler, Catwoman, Bane, Scarecrow, and many more. But the Joker reigns supreme amongst Batman's rogues gallery. I think Michael Caine said it best in The Dark Knight. Some men aren't looking for anything logical. They can't be bought, bullied, reasoned, or negotiated with. Some men just want to watch the world burn. He couldn't have been more on the nose about the nature of this simple yet complex villain that I think has been portrayed in film more times than any other comic, villain, uh, comic book villain thus far. With his fifth big screen portrayal set to hit theaters on October 4th with Joker. Woo! So sit tight, listener. Slip into your purple suit, pin on your acid-spitting flower, put a smile on your face, and enjoy our 30th episode, The Legacy of the Joker. But first, it's time for the rewind. <laughs> we're redigging... Not so fast, <laughs> motherfucker. We'll redig into past episodes for little gold nuggets of new info. I've got a cool little Drag Me to Hell update. A couple months ago, Justin Long talked with ComicBook.com about his thoughts on a possible sequel, saying his idea would focus on how Christine's boyfriend, Clay, would handle the horror he witnessed at the end of the film. Long said, quote, He would probably, I don't know, if you witness something like that, you are forever changed. Thankfully, I don't have any frame of reference as to how. He'd be a disaster. He'd be a mess. He'd be in an institution. And also, he'd probably be accused of having killed her. I'm sure there'd be some sort of murder trial. And if that's his defense, like, oh, I saw her getting dragged to hell, he wouldn't be able to say that in court. He'd be put away. It's fun to think about. He also said his title for the hypothetical sequel would be Drag Me Out of Hell. (laughs) I fucking love this idea, personally. I hope Sam Raimi feels the same way. What do you think? If Justin Long is back as Clay... (laughs) I'm fucking in. It'd be his movie, basically. Like, yeah. how does he cope with it? Oh, I'm totally in on that. that Maybe he goes like a... to some, like, you know, sorcerer trying to, like, get her out of hell. That sounds like a brilliant Netflix movie. Ooh. Justin Long is back! <laughs> For a movie that not a lot of people saw ten years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yeah, it'd be just us watching it. Doing a bonus episode. That's the cool thing about, like, Netflix is you don't need a massive, like, fan base to do yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just there. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I would want to drag me out of hell. That's oh, awesome. for sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, Clay you know, going to hell to save Christine. Dude. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah, like Dante's Inferno, but like a comedy. Oh, let's do it. Yes. <laughs> you know he's going to need a guide. Maybe somebody who's been to hell and oh. back. Like I don't know, Ash Williams. <laughs> I was thinking like Danny McBride. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> but that's way Him better. Too. I don't- Third Danny McBride in there too. Why not? Fuck it, both of them. Yeah, three, three is better than two for sure. Yeah, so. fuck it. Maybe Danny McBride's like Satan. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did. He did do a really good job of being like a like a just horrible piece of shit. And this is the end. And he was Channing Tatum is like his bitch. Yeah, 
I will jerk off wherever I want. Yeah, he can do it. <laughs> I'll, I'll come on the walls. I'll come anywhere. I love when he's like, they're talking about the water shortage and he just picks up the whole fucking thing. Oh, what a dick. Well, the best is when he's in the bathtub and smoking and you got fucking Cypress Hill playing. And he goes <laughs> he goes into the kitchen where like nobody's there and it's like obvious that like the lighting is really weird and he's just high as shit making all of the food that they have not knowing that the apocalypse is happening. <laughs> so good. Oh, it's been too long. I gotta watch that again. Yeah, man. It's a fun movie. The first ten minutes are um, amazing when, you know, like it's happening. Yeah. The earth is like <laughs> it's falling through. Michael Sarah dies. As he's on Sorry, he's like, ah! I think my favorite part is when Franco gets raptured. Yes. And he's like, fuck you! Fuck you! And then it, he drops him. Yeah, he's like, suck it! <laughs> Flicking people off, getting sucked into heaven. And then when they get into heaven at the end, they're on Segways, smoking weed, listening to, like, Backstreet Boys. Yeah, that's great. That's fun. Oh, I love this is the end. Fantastic. I know them things. They're from where the wild things are. <laughs> oh, boy. That's great. So great. Anyways, so, so, so that's the rewind. Let's get into it. Yeah, let's just do it. So, as I said, the Joker first appeared in Batman number one in 1940. He was created by Bill Finger, Bob Kane, and Jerry Robinson. And there's some kind of dispute still over who created the Joker. Same deal with Batman. Bill Finger and Bob Kane have been kind of back and forthing the credit on that ever yeah. since, which sucks. It's really sad. Yeah, I would love to know. I would love for them to just be like, hey, he. He did. He did more of the work, but I was there with him. You know, All right, just be do it together. Just take yeah, the co-credit yeah, on this. Both, just be cool, man. Well, he was inspired by the look of actor Conrad Veidt's appearance in the 1928 silent film *The Man Who Laughs*, where he played the character Gwynplaine, who was a uh, kind of a circus guy who was scarred as a child, and he's got this permanent giant grin on his face as an adult. Yeah, and of course that you know stood out, and that would definitely inspire the Joker. Yeah. And it's kind of cool. I've seen that movie. It's um, It still holds up. It's not bad. Hell yeah. Man Who Laughs. He was intended to be a one-off character who was going to die at the end of the issue, but DC Comics intervened and the character survived to become Batman's arch nemesis. One of the only times where the the uh, studio or comic book industry has come up and said, you know, intervene for a good reason. Yeah. 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 Different versions of the Joker exist throughout the DC Comics multiverse. In some, he's a gangster named Jack Napier. Some, he's a, sometimes he's a failed comedian. Sometimes he's even Bruce Wayne himself. Or in the Flashpoint storyline, he's his mother Martha, who went insane after her son Bruce was shot to death in an alley. Fun side fact, in that timeline, Bruce's father Thomas became Batman. Yes. Great fucking story. I love Flashpoint. That should be a movie. <laughs> Typically, though, in most Joker stories, the character has no definitive past. He has no name. He was nothing before he was the Joker. And I think that's the best way to write the character. You know, we, we don't need every bit of the... I know I'm saying this like a week before the Joker movie comes out. But we don't need to know where he came from. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I know what you mean, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're, we're both very very much looking forward to Joaquin Phoenix playing yeah. the Joker and seeing... It's not that I'm not curious. I just think, you know, we lose a lot of the mystery. And it's... Pro- it, I, I think you're saying that in confidence because it's proven to be true. Yeah. That, you know... Uh, Ding, 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 Heath Ledger. Uh, there's so much mystery behind his Joker where you're like, yeah. where the fuck did this guy come from? You know? At the same time, with Nicholson's Joker, I know where he came from, but I still fucking love him, too. Yes. So I don't know. Oh, I love, love, yeah. I love both. <laughs> love both. That's that's partly why we're doing this. Oh, he yeah. is multifaceted, and so that's amazing. Yeah. So the most common origin of the character, though, 
is he was a nobody who fell into a vat of acid that bleached his skin, dyed his hair green, and drove him completely insane. Yeah. Joker is a criminal mastermind whose only real goal is to shatter Batman's psyche and drive him just as crazy. He uses typical joke weapons like hand buzzers, whoopee cushions, squirting flowers, playing cards, only his jokes actually kill you. The buzzers electrocute you, the whoopee cushions are bombs, the flowers squirt acid, and the playing cards are razor sharp. He's unstable, unpredictable, and extremely dangerous. Even the other Batman villains are afraid of him. <laughs> Everyone's freaked out by the Joker. I love it. Yeah, it's awesome. He's often accompanied by his on-again, off-again girlfriend, Harley Quinn, who used to be Dr. Harleen Quinzel of Arkham Asylum before she was assigned to the Joker and fell in love with him. Harley first appeared in Batman the Animated Series and was later adopted into the DC Comics catalog due to her popularity. To date, Harley has only had one big screen appearance in 2016's Suicide Squad, where she was played by Oscar nominee Margot Robbie, who is reprising the role in Birds of Prey, set for release in early 2020, and it's probably going to (laughs) suck. Yeah, most likely. And that's just because DC has not marketed it at all. No, like he said, early 2020, that's like four months away, so... Yeah. Yeah. Just no faith, which is sad. At first, Joker was more of a wacky prankster, thanks to the Comics Code Authority, which regulated the content of comic books in the 50s. Think of it like the Hayes Code for comic books. Yeah. Graphic content was highly regulated, and characters like the Joker were practically neutered and portrayed as goofy bad guys who posed no real threat to the hero. The hero always won. There was no real threat, or if it was a threat, it was a goofy threat. Like, I'm going to control the weather, shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's... It, fucking boring. Yeah, yeah. It was like that until the 70s, where the character was rewritten as a far darker character. And this is the version that would beat Jason Todd to uh, death with the a crowbar. 70, the 70s. Paralyzed Barbara Gordon. He was more dangerous than ever. And that's the Joker that we love. Yes. The Joker that would become the definitive Joker. And... Can you imagine this character as just, like, a fucking clown? Who's just like, hee-hee-hee. Ugh. No. Well, we got to see it in the 60s. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. So now that we've given some comic book backstory on the Joker, let's get into the big and small screen interpretations. Oh, yeah. His earliest portrayal was by veteran actor Cesar Romero on the TV series Batman, which ran from 1966 to 1968 on ABC. Romero's Joker was a goofy prankster, who used dumb jokes to try and rob banks or museums until he was foiled by Batman and Robin, played by Adam West and Burt Ward. Romero's Joker had a pink suit, white face paint that covered a thin mustache the actor refused to shave for the role, (laughs) bright green hair, and a drawn-on red smile. Romero played the Joker in 22 episodes of the show, and he appeared in the 1966 film Batman the Movie, where the Joker teams up with Penguin, Riddler, and Catwoman to hold the the leaders of the world hostage in exchange for billions of dollars. Batman the movie has an IMDb score of 6.5, a Rotten Tomatoes score of 78%, and I give it a 5. I do not like this I movie. didn't even finish it. I got, <laughs> I got about 15 minutes in, and it is fucking terrible. It is fucking it's so bad. They, I can't believe this was everyone's Batman for so long. I can't believe it has a 78% on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't, I think what a lie. It's people's nostalgia playing it up. I, that's so dumb, though, because there's stuff that's from that from that year that's really good content yeah and this is bad the costumes are horrible the acting is not good nothing is good <laughs> and I only watched 15 minutes so I watched the whole thing but it took me two days <laughs> I fell asleep I I had, yeah like I had to watch 10 minutes eat <laughs> take a break <laughs> take a nap get back 
Oh uh, yeah, it's yeah. not good. Not good no. at all. A five, I'd say from what I saw, yeah, four or five. I don't know. It's yeah. got that infamous scene where Batman is attacked by a shark, and he yells out to Robin, "Grab the shark repellent bat spray!" Ugh. And he sprays the shark, and the shark explodes. It's it's ridiculous. Is too nice. Rough. It's, I get that this was the '60s, and that you had goofy comic book '50s Batman to base it on, <laughs> but you could have done better than that. I mean, Superman came out in 1978, and that is a great comic book movie. So it's not the content. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's a good point. That's a really good point about Superman. Yeah, this is yeah, it's a bad movie, man. <laughs> oh, it might even be lower than. Uh... <laughs> it's, and it makes no sense either. You didn't get to the oh, en- you didn't no, get to the end. No, of it. no, but like what I'm, the plot is like. Yeah. Is a, is a fucking cartoon. It's like, they turn, ah, give us a million dollars, you know. They turn the world leaders into various powders by dehydrating them, and then some asshole, like, knocks into the container, and they all get mixed up. So Batman does his, like, bat unshake em up ray or some shit, and, like, <sighs> they all separate, and they're all fine, except, like, the Chinese world leader is speaking German, and then... Batman and Robin realize they sounds fu- like Austin Powers. Batman and Robin realize they fucked up and they just leave quietly. Oh my! <laughs> it was god. so horrible. Oh my god! What a tragedy. Yeah. However, I will say this: Romero's performance is not the problem. I think he's a decent Joker for the time. Okay. Yeah. And he enjoyed playing the part. He loved playing the Joker. He said this in, in 1966. It's the kind of part where you can do everything you've been told not to do as an actor. You can be as hammy as you want. And he fucking did. Yeah, that, that's really cool. Yeah. I like that. That's a good quote. And you've got, you know, Oscar nominee Burgess Meredith playing the Penguin. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Frank Gorson's Riddler is pretty ridiculous. Yeah. And you got Lee Merriweather as Catwoman, who's just, you know, making cat puns the whole time. It's bad. <laughs> bad. It's really bad. Yeah, then just running around in broad daylight like a chubby dude in a bat costume. I love that. Adam West isn't even in that great a shape. <laughs> oh, man. Fucking hell. So, Romero died in 1994 at the age of 86 of a blood clot brought on by bronchitis and pneumonia. He has a star on the Walk of Fame. He's highly regarded as a veteran actor. And it was actually a very big surprise that he accepted the role of the Joker because he was known for more serious stuff. Yeah. He got to be a clown. I think he enjoyed that. Might, might be a fun break after... after yeah. yeah. <laughs> Joker appeared in many animated shows after that. The Adventures of Batman, voiced by Larry Storch. The New Adventures of Batman, voiced by Lenny Weinrib. And the Superpowers Team Galactic Guardians, voiced by Frank Welker. And he's a veteran voice actor. Frank Welker still does tons of work. But then, Tim Burton wanted to make Batman dark again. And his vision would forever change Batman's cinematic portrayals, as well as give us a Joker who, to some fans, has yet to be topped in Oscar winner Jack Nicholson. Hey. (laughs) Oh, Jack. Tim Burton's Batman was released in 1989, has an IMDb score of 7.5, Rotten Tomatoes score of 71%. I give it a 9. Fucking love Burton's Batman. 9 for me as well. Love this movie. 71. That is low. This has a lower score than that shit show. Oh, it does. Fuck. Insane. Oh, man. Insane. What are they smoking over there at Rotten Tomatoes? Because that's fucking I fucking drastic. love the 1989 one, man. Yeah. Still holds up. It's still fucking great. Yeah. Star- and, ja- yeah. and Jack. Yeah, I mean, it's 1980s Jack Nicholson. Like, <sighs> the hell? Yeah. He didn't have to do this. Oh, no. 
So, the film stars Michael Keaton as Batman, Jack Nicholson as the Joker, Kim Basinger as Vicki Vale, Jack, pa- Jack Palance as Carl Grisham, Pat Hingle as Commissioner Gordon, Michael Goff as Alfred, and Billy D. Williams as Harvey Dent. Oh, yeah. In this version, Nicholson plays Jack Napier, a gangster who works for crime boss Carl Grisham. When he's set up over a woman, Jack has a confrontation with Batman at Axis Chemicals and ends up falling in a vat of acid. Jack emerges from the acid a changed man, his skin bleached white, his hair bright green, and a permanent grin frozen on his face. He calls himself Joker, murders Grisham, and takes over the crime family to have his way with Gotham City. The film was a massive success, raking in 400 mil on a $35 million budget. Woo! Tim Burton. It won one Oscar for Best Art Direction, which was the old school name for Best Production Design. Yeah, I love... I, oh, his, art Direction's a way cooler <laughs> phrase to <yeah>. me. <laughs> Burton's Gotham is fucking haunting. That's, <clears throat> that's like... The only thing he has over Nolan for me is mm-hmm. his Gotham is out, out of a comic book. It's out of time. Like, it, there's some 80s, there's some 50s, yeah, there's some 30s. crazy. There's some future. Like, yeah, you don't shit know. people are wearing. And then, and then Gotham, you know, in more recent, you know, and, and Nolan's just seems like New York City. Right? Basically, yeah. Or Chicago or, yeah, big city. But that yeah. makes sense for the kind of Gotham he was trying to create. For sure. Yeah. For sure. I just, I, I love Tim Burton's. It's like, it's like a fucking stage. It's amazing. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, for sure. Nicholson considers it one of his favorite performances of his career, and for a time, he was the definitive movie Joker. Getting Nicholson on board was a huge win and validated the production, with fans already thinking Michael Keaton was a terrible choice for Batman. At that point, he was known for wacky comedies like Night Shift, Mr. Mom, and Beetlejuice. All three great movies, by the way. Yeah, I I love Michael Keaton. But Nicholson was already a household name and a highly respected actor. He's won three Oscars in his career... For 1975's One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, 1983's Terms of Endearment, and 1997's As Good As It Gets. In addition, he's been nominated nine times for 1969's Easy Rider, 1970's Five Easy Pieces, 1973's The Last Detail, 1974's Chinatown, 1981's Reds, 1985's Pritzi's Honor, 1987's Iron Weed, 1992's A Few Good Men, and 2002's About Schmidt. Jeez, Louise, one of the best to ever do it. So Jack Nicholson's Joker. What do you think he brings to the table that is unique to him? Okay, like what's unique for Jack? Yeah. Um, that's a that's a really good question. Like what differentiates him? I would say, for, first off, is knowing now who he is and who Jack is. And, yeah. Um, you know, obviously being young and, you know, we weren't alive during this time when he was like a star. He... he fills the screen up you know he's like a, he, he feels really big because he's Jack he's Jack Nicholson but what he what what I love about him the most is his commitment to the humor side of the character that smile is permanent you know <laughs> yeah. it's not scars it's not make it's like permanent and his commitment Jack's commitment to the humor part of it is pretty uncanny <laughs> oh yeah and pretty frightening at times and and I I really love his death <laughs> I really like. I love it. I think yeah. it's like a I, him falling into that Gotham is amazing. So <laughs> brilliant. What about you though? What, what is, what's your favorite part of Jack? Jack, I do agree with you. I love his humor. Yeah, I think Jack is clearly having the fucking time of his life yeah. playing the yeah. Joker. And every time he's on screen, you like I've seen it a million times now, and I still don't know what he's going to do next. I know, I know. It's great. It's unpredictable. Great. Unhinged. It's, yeah. It's wonderful. And his introduction is so great. Oh, yeah. Where he just walks in, you know, he's like, 
Carl's like, Jack, we can cut a deal. And he's like, Jack? Jack's dead. You can call me Joker. I'm like, ah! Great. Uh, and when he he puts makeup on to make it look like he has a normal... Yeah. Classic. The Prince music. <laughs> I love when they're, they're having the meeting and the guy's like, what's with that stupid grin? He's just like, life's been good to me. Yeah. <laughs> so kinda, good. They all fry. His lines are fucking great. Mm-hmm. Jack. Ugh. Yeah, that's what's great about those Burton ones is like... It, him and Danny DeVito, Danny DeVito in the 1992, they both get some great like one-liners that are like delivered so well by both of them. This town needs an enema. <laughs> ah, you could uh, quote this movie all day long. Yeah, it's it. I still it's it stands very strong still. I watched not that long ago because I did a my top five Batman movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, not that long ago, it's on on our website, so go check that out. And I I had this one number three, so. My Batman movies of all time. I love it. Love the 1989 one. What do you think of the decision to have Joker be the murderer of Batman's parents? That's one of my favorite scenes. Really? In the movie, yeah. Um, I think it's really creepy. I think the young Jack Napier is, like, frightening. And that, that image is, like, ingrained in my head. Always will be. <laughs> uh, and I, I just like that. I like that roundabout. I like those roundabout things in superhero Movies I would love for them to make the which one was it the where uh, Thomas becomes Batman Flashpoint yeah I would love for that to be like a movie of some sort <clears throat> uh, I think that would be great oh absolutely <clears throat> yeah but um, I, I understand I've read you know, do you have qualms with it the Jack Napier being I I do I, I get why it's necessary for the plot yeah but I don't like that I like the idea of Batman's parents' death being just a random random act of violence yeah. yeah 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 it eliminates the need for a face. On Batman's vengeance, because in this world he he avenged his parents. He killed the Joker. Yes. So naturally, one could assume his fight's over. But with yeah, with if there's no face, the fight is never over. I feel you. Okay. Yeah, I feel you on that. Yeah. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I like both, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I do. I do. I mean, I love. You know, I love the Batman Begins. I love that. That scene is like chill. Yeah, yeah done so well. Yeah. <laughs> I got one more question. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? <laughs> That's the best quote. <laughs> That's the best uh, quote. Uh. My favorite is when he is when uh, he roasted. He, he shoots Bruce Wayne, and he just leans into frame. And he goes, "Never rub another man's rhubarb." <laughs> and he just leaves. <laughs> Fucking hell! Uh, so good. Oh, God bless Jack Nicholson. Seriously. Yes. Yeah, you can say that again. We never would have had the future Jokers we had if it hadn't been for Jack. He changed everything for the character's uh, credibility. Uh, hell, let's uh, go ahead and say that first ever Filmgasm episode is uh, thanks to Jack Nicholson yeah. as well in The Shining. So Absolutely. He is dear, dear, dear to our hearts. 100%. Uh, being being one of the biggest, biggest characters in horror history and being one of the biggest villains in superhero history. How fucking nerdy can you get? <laughs> That's awesome. And his contract for Batman stipulated like a continued percentage of Batman gross. So he's still making money off Batman. Oh yeah, he's a genius. Hell of a contract. Oh, Damn he's a man. Genius, yeah. Oh, he could have never worked again after 1989 and just been a fucking Oh, but he kept going. Oh, he yeah. got himself another Oscar. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to do a full episode on Jack Nicholson one day and it's going to be fantastic. One day when we both see everything we need to see. Yeah. That's going to be a massive whew, watch list. Thankfully though, I think I've seen a good chunk so far. Yeah, we both definitely have seen a lot. A lot of the big ones, especially, but uh, yeah. he, oh, he's he's old man. He's got he's got five decades of <laughs> yeah. Or wait, six? <laughs> Is it six now? 
Jesus Six, He started in, in the 60s. mid-60s yeah. with Roger Corman. 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s. So, yeah, we're going into seven. Winning. Fuck, man. Yee! Jack. Ugh. So, the massive success of Batman led to one of the finest animated TV series of all time, Batman the Animated Series. Oh, yes. Which ran from 1992 to 1995 and starred voice actor Kevin Conroy as Batman. Perfect. Fun fact, Kevin Conroy will finally be playing a live-action Bruce Wayne in the CW Arrowverse crossover Crisis on Infinite Earths premiering this fall. That's great. Fucking can't wait. That's awesome. Tom Welling is returning to play Superman. Like, it's going to be an insane... What's happening? Burt Ward is in it. What? It's fucking crazy, dude. How the hell? You should look into this. It's nuts. Yeah, yeah, I will. (laughs) I normally... CW normally doesn't grab my attention. I'm a big fan of these shows, so I've been waiting for this for years. Yeah, yeah. They are pulling out all the stops. It's crazy. That's fantastic. So, Kevin Conroy. The show has met with great acclaim. It features yet another interpretation of the Joker. One which many consider myself included, to be the one true Joker. He's voiced by Mark Hamill, famous, of course, for his role as Luke Skywalker in the Star Wars franchise, but I think his true calling is in voice work, because his Joker has no equal. He's homicidal, psychotic, downright hilarious at times. Hamill voiced the Joker in 15 episodes. Uh, He voiced him in the 1993 movie Batman of the Phantasm, the 2000 film Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, a crossover with Superman the Animated Series, the TV series The New Batman Adventures, which ran from 97 to 99. One episode of Static Shock. Six episodes of Justice League. The 2016 film Batman The Killing Joke. The TV series Justice League Action. And the video games Batman Arkham Asylum, Batman Arkham City, and Batman Arkham Knight. Basically, when you think of the Joker's voice and iconic laugh, nine times out of ten you're thinking of Mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Oh. I do not think of him as Luke Skywalker. I think I, he's the <laughs> Me too now, yeah. Oh, his... And actually, I think Kevin Conroy is the definitive Batman, too. Like, yeah, yeah, he's in th- a shit ton. When yeah. I think of Batman, I think of Kevin Conroy. Yeah. It's amazing. This was this show defined Batman better than anything ever has. Now, now, when you say one true Joker, does that mean he's your favorite? Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> We'll have to wait. We'll a have while plenty of time to talk about that. We got a few years before <laughs> we get to mine. Yeah, it's it's a tough one, but dude, something about Hamill's Joker. I know his voice is amazing. It's and what's great about being a voice actor is that there's different animations of the Joker that mm-hmm. are all equally creepy. But it's always Mark Hamill, and he's always he's always great. Yeah, he's if even if like I know the Killing Joke gets a lot of shit. I like it a lot, but he's great in it. Even if you don't like it, he's fucking amazing in it, and that's like worth it, you know. So true. Let's talk about some of these films, the animated ones. 1993's Batman Mask of the Phantasm, where Batman is framed for the murder of several gangsters who are really being murdered by a vicious new vigilante called the Phantasm. It has an IMDb score of 7.8, Rotten Tomatoes score of 84%, and I give it an 8. This is a great movie. Yeah, 8 for me as well. Yeah. this is I haven't seen this in years. Like, this was years. DC's first ever animated feature, and I think the only one they've released theatrically. And yeah, and it like kind of made some money. It did. It was a yeah. hit. People loved Batman the Animated Series. Crazy. And of course, Joker is a prominent character in this. He's one of the guys Phantasm is after. And he's great. He's uh, so Hamill's Joker is fucking great in this. Yeah, game. it's wonderful. Uh, and of course, that's you can look at it as that that's the introduction to Mark Hamill's big screen. You know, Joker because he was like you said. People that that animated series is very popular. Yeah, you yeah. ask you ask people who were like alive during that time. They're like, oh my god, yeah, that was like kick ass TV. Last year they released a Blu-ray set that had all four seasons plus 
Sub Zero and Phantasm the movies. Oh, how much? I was like 150 bucks. Oh, jeez. I want it so bad. I th- I saw that after I just finished buying all the episodes on DVD. I was oh, so pissed. Oh my god. I had spent months tracking those down. What a beautiful beautiful set though. Oh, it was so good. I would love to watch those all again, man. <laughs> I'm going to. For I will one day I'm just going to yeah, I'm going to fucking buy it online. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to watch them all. <laughs> and Justice League too. Fucking missed that. Used to be on Netflix. I know. I, that used to be my go-to. Like, I'm just going to, if I'm, like, trying to go to sleep or I'm just kind of, like, hanging out, with, I'm, I'm just going to put Justice League on. And just reminded me of being fucking ten years old again. That story had the most, like, the smartest writing. It had the greatest it, it, voice ins- work. It's insane how much better it is than so much of the live-action stuff. <laughs> it's, it's, it's The whole it's Luthor remarkable. Brainiac storyline? Like, fuck, dude! I had... I- I couldn't believe it. It's astonishing how much better their their ad- adaptation of like characters like Green Lantern is than yeah. anything we've seen in the movie. Like, and they have like real relationships and real stakes. Oh yeah, it's and an it's, intense show. It's great. It's I like love the TV, yeah. the Cadmus arc where you get to see like you know the government is literally like tearing them apart. Mm-hmm. Batman's starting to feel like he's you know on the wrong side. Yes, Superman it's gets serious, in a very public fight. Self reflection. Yeah, it's great. It's the movies never do that. No, no. Oh, the characters are so layered in that I loved Justice League. I need, I need, because you own them, right? I own most of them. I think I'm missing one season. I, I need to buy them. Uh, yeah, I missed that so much. Because yeah, they did that, and then and then they and then my go to after that was it's always sunny, and then they took that off Netflix. And I was like, <laughs> fuck off Netflix. <laughs> what do I? I'm gonna watch what Friends now. Come on, get fuck out of that. Here. Get the hell out. At of least here. Frasier's still there. <laughs> yeah, I, there's I, still I like a few Frasier. things I like on, on Netflix. I mostly watch movies on Netflix nowadays, though. Movies or, or, or Breaking Bad. For me, it's movies on Netflix and TV on Hulu. It's kind of where I'm at. Where I'm at. I watch so much stuff on Amazon Prime. That's that's where I watch a lot of movies. I watch a lot of comedy specials on Amazon Prime. Yeah, yeah. Hulu for TV, though, yeah, I, I see. I watch a lot, of, a lot of shit on there. Anyways. Yeah. So next up, there was 2000's Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. This was a spinoff of the series Batman Beyond, which ran from 1999 Super to 2001. Takes place in the near future where Bruce Wayne is retired and this young upstart named Terry McGinnis breaks into the Batcave and Bruce Wayne kind of sees it, you know, a lot of himself in him so he makes him the new Batman and trains him. Yeah. And in this movie, the Joker mysteriously resurfaces after like 50 years and old wounds are ripped open as Bruce remembers the last night he fought the Joker. It has an IMDb score of 7.8, Rotten Tomatoes score of 90%. I give this a 10. This is easily my a favorite. 10. My favorite. Did you, did you write something for Filmgasm? A long time ago. So yeah, is it in your Hall of 10s? It will be. I, it was a 9 until I watched okay. it recently. So you're upping it. It's going to, yeah, it's going up. I'll give it a 9. I, this is great. This is an insanely good movie. <laughs> yeah. Please don't, seriously, please don't, don't make fun of it. <laughs> don't, don't, uh, not make fun of it. Don't. Don't take this lightly. These movies are really good. Yeah. I know they're animated. I know they're cartoons. DC has some of their best work animated, I believe. Yeah, it's like, there's like serious depth to the characters. It's really crazy. You get to see the day that Batman and the Joker's feud ended. Mm -hmm. And it's insanely sad. I'm spoiling it because you knew what you were getting into when you put this on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in the day, Batman, uh, Tim Drake, the second, or third Robin. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, was kidnapped by Harley Quinn, and they couldn't. Uh, Batman and Batgirl couldn't find him for three weeks. They had no leads, and eventually they are summoned to Arkham Asylum, the old Arkham, where Joker and Harley have been living. And they re- they find out that Joker brainwashed Tim Drake into turning him into a mini Joker. 
just fucked with his head, tortured him for three weeks, destroyed Robin, and created this new, like, little Jay. And Batman is horrified, and there's no dialogue, no remark, just straight vengeance and fury. Yeah. And it's so believable and so harsh. And, and in the torture, Tim Drake told Joker Batman's real name, which was crazy. And it ends up... Tim Drake ends up with a gun. He's going to shoot either Batman or Joker, and he kills Joker. Fucking crazy. And he collapses into tears, and that was the last night he was ever Robin or any of that. And it destroyed everything. So with Ugh. Joker, his last breath, he, he destroyed Batman's family forever. Yeah. So great. And then he shows up again in the future with Batman Beyond having to take him on, and Bruce is like, you know, do not fight him. You don't know him like I do. Mm-hmm. And it's so great. I think... You never get to see as, like, I don't think Joker has ever affected Batman as much as he has in this movie. Like, that, yeah, that's a that's a perfectly fine statement. He's less as a less of a character and more of a disease. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah fucking nuisance. Yeah, it's like, fucking great. Oh, it's, it's such a smart story. God. Oh, the perfect adversary. It's just so cool. <laughs> it's a fucking puzzle piece, like. They both just yeah have to be there. You complete me. I adore that movie, <laughs> Joker. Ah, so yeah, fantastic movie. It, yeah, it really it, it's really fucking good, man. Those two, Mask of the Phantasm and Return of the Joker, are Hamill's best. I I loved. I watched these back to back. I did like a double feature. Oh, yeah, oh, <laughs> so good. But it was a wonderful night for me. But if you want more, you know, play Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, Arkham Knight because. Fucking great games. Yeah. And excellent performance from Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy. Good old Mark. Yeah. He he does he does the I, I don't even know I don't know. He do, he does no one else does it. He he kind of captures it. Where everything everything is so unpredictable just because of his voice. That's what Mark Hamill does. He's able to by saying like, Hello, you know, you're like, Oh, I just don't know what his intentions are at all. He doesn't even fucking know. It's really Really remarkable what Hamill's able to do with that. I read a thing that said every actor who played the Joker brought a different piece of him, but only Mark Hamill had all of it. Had the Joker. Romero was the clown. Nicholson was the gangster. Ledger was the anarchist. Leto was the psycho. But Hamill was the Joker. Phoenix is the comedian. Phoenix, yeah. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Mark Hamill oh. is he the is he the goat is he the greatest of all? Of course, time? I saw that thing before. Of course, Joaquin Phoenix did his new movie, but yeah, yeah, we'll see. It's coming. Oh, it's, coming. it's amazing. Yeah. Mark Hamill for me, definitive Joker, no equal. He's amazing. <laughs> so after Hamill, or he's still the Joker, really. Um, a bulky, yeah, more aggressive. Yeah, I was going to say, Killing yeah. Joke was three years ago. Yeah, Arkham Knight was like two years ago. Yeah, like, he, yeah. He's not done. No. <laughs> A bulky, more aggressive-looking Joker was designed for the TV series The Batman, which ran from 2004 to 2008. This Joker was voiced by Kevin Michael Richardson, and he was the first African-American actor to do so. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that show. I thought it looked really weird. I was not a fan of the animation, so I never checked it out. I haven't seen a second of it either. <laughs> we wouldn't see another live-action Joker until 2008, when a highly anticipated sequel to Christopher Nolan's 2005 reboot, Batman Begins was announced with future Oscar winner Heath Ledger set to play the Joker next. The Dark Knight starred Christian Bale as Batman, Heath Ledger as Joker, Aaron Eckhart as Harvey Dent, Gary Oldman as Commissioner Gordon, Michael Caine as Alfred, Morgan Freeman as Lucius Fox, 
Maggie Gyllenhaal as Rachel Dawes, and Eric Roberts as Sal Maroney. Jesus. It has an IMDb score of 9.0, Rotten Tomatoes score of 94%, and a solid 10. Easy 10. Yeah. One of the easiest 10s you can ever get. The Dark Knight is one of the greatest, not just superhero movies, but movies ever made. You could say that it's your favorite movie of all time. Or the best movie of all time. All right, cool, fair enough. This movie's insanely good. It just gets better with every watch. Yeah. And the legacy this movie started will be felt forever. It it changed my... It it still changes my... The way I watch movies. Still. This movie... And it's because of Heath Ledger. Like, he's... I still... Yeah. yeah. This was the first ever superhero movie that had critics respect. Like, real respect. And everything the MCU had, everything that DC has today can be traced back to the Dark Knight's success. 100%. And, goddamn. Ledger was a highly controversial pick, as he was known mostly for teen movies and poignant dramas like 10 Things I Hate About You or Brokeback Mountain. In fact, Ledger got his first Oscar nomination for Brokeback Mountain. Fucking Ennis Delmar. But then, the first trailer was released, and every Batman fan's heart dropped. This was unlike any Joker we'd ever seen before. This was a brutally psychotic... You couldn't tell it was him. ...anarchist, yeah. slathered in war paint and a Glasgow smile, who had no true motivations beyond spreading chaos everywhere he went. It was glorious. This changed the face of the Joker. And <laughs> I can't imagine a world without this Joker. I can't imagine a world without, yeah, without this movie, without... I talk about this... I talk about this performance probably more than any performance in the history of movies. Yeah. I talk about he, what Heath Ledger did in this more than anything. He has topped more best of lists, lists than any any yeah. actor in any performance. And it's not even my favorite role he's ever done. I think his role in Ennis Delmar in Brokeback is my favorite. What the fuck? He's got, you know, he's and he was 26? 27? 28. Ugh. Christ almighty. I know. Sadly, Ugh. Heath Ledger would not get to see the film that would have catapulted him to superstardom. He tragically died January of 2008 of an accidental overdose of sleeping pills, painkillers, and anti-anxiety meds. He was only 28 years old. <clears throat> I remember hearing that, and I didn't believe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was um, it was the most tragic news I remember as a kid hearing, because I was very much looking forward to this. Yeah. I was just learning who he was. I remembered the Brothers Grimm. Me too. I'm going to start crying. <laughs> and I heard that news. My aunt called me and told me, like, did you see what happened on the news? I think, like, the guy who played the, who's playing the Joker is dead. And I'm like, what now? And I looked into it, and it was just such a tragic story. It was an accidental overdose. He had locked himself in a motel to get into the mindset of isolation that he needed to find for the Joker. And it, I think it messed with him. A yeah. lot of people think that that led to him possibly accidentally killing himself. Ugh. It undoubtedly uh, is the cause, I think. And you can, uh, it, it's crazy. It translates, s- translates like so well on the screen that he obviously gave everything. Yeah, <laughs> everything. It's unrecognizable. Had. It's not. There's not a lot of. There's not a lot of twenty-seven, twenty-eight-year-olds who can like lay it on the line like that. Like, there's like there's not there's not one ounce of like regret in his performance. Yeah. It's like, oh, every single time he's on the screen, it's just like, fuck it. <laughs> it is it is one of the coolest things. I mean, you watch, when you're watching him, you can just imagine. Imagine being on the set. Imagine being the guy who's holding a mic. The guy's holding the camera. 
imagine being those people and watching this guy who's like not acting. He it, like he, he is, is the Joker. The Joker. Whew. It's the his hair, his makeup. <laughs> it's the coolest fucking thing. I, I like it's one of the, one of the coolest things I can think of. You know, like pop culture wise. And he fucking wins. Yeah, he destroys Batman and Harvey Dent, and it's amazing. You believe it. His whole plan is tear everything down. Chaos. He don't know where he came from. You don't no. know why he's here. You just know he's going to no fuck this city up. No idea what his name is. No, no idea how old he is. Yeah. Gordon says that when they bring him in. Like, no no other alias. No known, you know, nothing. It's He's just a force of nature. Yeah. And his back and forth. But he's, but he's not. Like, he's not even, like, strong or, like, super tall. He looks like just a dude. You know, like Heath Ledger. You know, yeah. like, he just... This normal ass guy, like, and it's just like, what the fuck? This guy's a terrorist. Like, he broke Batman years before Bane did. Oh yeah, and Bane, I, Bane what? Yeah, that's all. Yeah. His back and forth with Bale's Batman is amazing. It's it's the best Batman Joker relationship we've ever had. And he even says in the movie, "I think you and I are destined to do this forever." Yeah, like he, it's he loves. Fucking with Batman. That's his. That's what he lives for. You complete me. <laughs> he tells him like, yeah. Oh, so, oh, never man. start with the head. The victim gets all fuzzy. <laughs> uh, 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 oh, I, yeah, I don't know what to say. I'm it's, gonna make this pencil disappear. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess we could point out what's what's your favorite scene. My favorite. What's Joker. your favorite Joker bit? My favorite Joker bit in The Dark Knight. Is it when he does that and he pulls the, let's not blow things out of proportion. It could be. I think, honestly, I think it's the interrogation scene. Absolutely. Straight up. I think that's the best scene in the film. And it's remarkable. Or, shit, I spoke too soon. (laughs) It's one of those movies, man. It's two and a half hours and it does not stop. No. It doesn't feel like that at all. No. Probably, I think it's when Joker confronts Two-Face. Oh. In the outfit? In, in the, the outfit. Yeah. And he talks to him like, I didn't rig those charges. you got to blame the people responsible. Yeah. I'm the dog do chasing look, cars. Do I look like a guy with a plan? <laughs> no. I just do things. <laughs> and he gives him, uh, like, you know, that's when Dent picks up the coin and he becomes like, two-faced uh-huh. right there. Now we're talking. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> he oh. holds the gun to his head. Fuck, man. Oh, man. So good. So good. <laughs> so good. Uh, yeah. It's flawless. It's absolutely flawless. <laughs> when he when he goes to 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 Bruce Wayne's house and breaks up the party, the fundraiser for 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 Harvey Dent, and he, you know it's I'll settle for his loved ones. Yeah, it's just it, it it's just uh it, it it seemed like it seemed like a stage, and they're like oh here's these background characters, and it was basically Heath kind of got to do whatever he wanted, you know. And he when he does the thing when he's holding the knife in his hand, and you know he puts his hair over and he's like my he's looking at Maggie Gyllenhaal like look at you you know it is so creepy but I'm laughing I'm like ha 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 Michael Caine was supposed to have lines in that scene but Ledger's performance was so good I, yeah. he forgot and they just rolled with it cause it's cause it works <sighs> yeah there's there's countless stories about about how people are just like lost in allegedly him. he's Batman's actually hitting him in the interrogation scene Ledger yeah. insisted Bale actually punch him mm-hmm. 
which is crazy. Yeah, not to mention Christian Bale is no fucking chump either. This no. is one of our greatest actors of our time working with him. Dude, the know. cast of this film is fucking insane. Yeah, when you're naming the names, I, I always forget. I mean, Morgan, Morgan, Michael Caine, Morgan Freeman, like Gary what, Oldman. What the hell is going on? Even Aaron Eckhart. Um, His Two Face is fucking great. I think honestly gets overshadowed by Joker. I love Eckhart's Two Face. Agreed. Agreed. But <laughs> understandably, yeah, understandably. Oh, <laughs> uh, what won the Oscar? Yep. Ledger went on to posthumously win Best Supporting Actor for his role as the Joker. Obviously, yeah. The only acting Oscar to date ever awarded to a superhero film. The Dark Knight was a massive success, grossing over a billion dollars on a $185 million budget. Won two Oscars. I saw it three times. I I saw it three times, too, actually. (laughs) It won Best Supporting Actor for Ledger and Best Sound Editing. It was also nominated for Best Cinematography, Best Film Editing, Best Art Direction, Best Makeup, Best Sound Mixing, and Best Visual Effects. There was a sequel, 2012's The Dark Knight Rises, and out of respect, the Joker is never mentioned once. Ledger's performance would go down in history as not just the best comic book villain adaptation ever put to screen, but one of the greatest performances in cinematic history, setting the bar extremely high for any Joker portrayals to follow. Uh, Very high. Yeah. Um... You know, Joaquin Phoenix is about to do it. Yep. I love Joaquin, but this is my one true Joker, <sighs> is Heath Ledger. I was I, I was 13 when I saw this, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. That is the prime age for... And everybody's wearing everybody's wearing T-shirts that said, Why So Serious, and had his face on why it. Why So Serious. People were quoting that, like, Why So... You know, it almost got annoying. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> but holy shit! As time goes on, this is this is one of those things where the hype is one hundred percent real, and it hasn't died at all. Eleven years now, and people still will never forget Ledger's Joker. It'll go down in history. It, it'll be remembered forever. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It's it's rated as the s- second best movie of all time on IMDb. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, behind yeah, like Shawshank. Yeah, behind Shawshank. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, second or third. It's that and Godfather is the other one. But yeah, it's a, uh, it's yeah, it's people people love it. I love it. We love it here we in Philadelphia. Yeah, Absolutely. Sorry, I, the, when you think when you really think about Heath, it's like it's just hard. It's really tough. I love that guy. I love a lot of his movies. He was cut short. Imagine the career he could have had. What he would have gone on to do, Christ Almighty! If he was able to play a gay cowboy for a 20-year span and it be believable and be up and then play the Joker a couple years later. Yeah, I don't know. He would have been into the MCU. Who fucking knows what he, he would have gone yeah. on to do like, you know, series on FX, Hulu. He would have been amazing. He would have been he would have won another Oscar, I'll tell you that. Oh, Christ, yeah. He would have been amazing. He would have been the biggest star in the world. I've seen on the internet some pretty nasty things before about well they gave it to him because he passed away no huh. no 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 you can look back on the other nominees if you want he's far better he's far better than anyone of that decade for best supporting actor so if Heath Ledger had survived he still would have won that fucking Oscar out 100% yeah. like you said he would have more so absolutely he des- he deserved that performance yeah. for the performance he is he's one of my favorite people to ever do it it's chameleonic and it it scares me every time I watch that movie Oh, we didn't talk about. I think my favorite scene in the movie, yeah, is the open is the the bank robbery. Yeah, my God, what yeah. a what a brilliantly constructed scene. <laughs> uh, the music, my God, Hans Zimmer. Joker's theme is fucking perfect. It's just <sighs> this 
eerie one note. I was listening to on the way here to get in the zone <laughs> in my car, really loud. Yeah, very nice. Aggressive expansion. Aggressive expansion. Dun dun dun. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Great, Christopher oh. Nolan. Thank you so much for that trilogy, man. Yeah, but that is definitely the best of the three. Not even. <laughs> I don't think it's even close. <laughs> it's a 10 sandwich between two nights for me. I adore both Batman Begins and Begins is a 9, Rises is an 8 for me. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm not, Bane's doesn't do it for me, personally. It's not for me. And Anne Hathaway, too many one-liners. Too many I agree many. with Anne Hathaway, but I fucking adore Tom Hardy's Bane. I love Tom Hardy, but I, I, I don't adore Bane. That's, maybe that's for another time. Maybe we'll talk about that We'll do one time. on the Dark Knight trilogy, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Sky's the limit. So, that is... Heath Ledger. Moving on. I feel like we peaked here, but we got to look at the rest of them. No, that's, that, no, we're about to go into something that I... It might be my second favorite of, of the Jokers. Before we get to the next live-action Joker, there are two animated performances I'd like to point out. The first is John DiMaggio as the Joker in 2010's Batman Under the Red Hood. Yes. John DiMaggio. Underrated. He's the, like, unkempt, nasty Joker who, like, <laughs> looks a little stronger than Mark yeah. Hamill's Jokers usually. Looks a little more... I don't know. Looks a more, little more rough uh, around the edges, but doesn't seem as smart. No. Do you get that in the in Under the Red Hood? I get kind of a combo of Hamill and Ledger. Yeah. There. Yeah. That's a good. Yeah. That's fair. I like that. Yeah, because they had the hair. I love that hair. I always love when the hair is like the like Keith Ledger's is kind of unkempt. You get the vibe that they're not taking care of him in Arkham Asylum. Yeah. No. <laughs> not at all. If he had a good lawyer, he could get out of there. <laughs> um. <laughs> Under the Red Hood has an IMDb score of 8.0 and a Rotten Tomatoes score of 100%. Batman, voiced by Bruce Greenwood, is challenged by a new vigilante called the Red Hood, who's actually his second Robin, Jason Todd, voiced by Jensen Ackles, who is presumed dead and goes to great lengths to have his revenge against the Joker, who killed him. is kind of a combo with Hamill and Ledger, like we said. He's got this anarchist edge, but he's very clowny. And... DiMaggio is known mostly for his role as Bender on Futurama, and yeah. that comes through at times. It does. It but does. he's a good joker. I like it. Yeah, I like it. It's different. It's a good change of pace, too. Yeah. Um, you can't always have Hamill. I know he's great, but sometimes if, it's nice to see something else so you can appreciate what Hamill does. If I were in control, it would always be Hamill. <laughs> no matter what. No matter e- what. Even now, in the new in yeah. the new one. Fuck Joaquin. Yeah, get, <laughs> get Luke Skywalker. There was a scene <laughs> in the Flash show where Flash went to an alternate reality where he was battling a clown-like character played by Mark Hamill. <laughs> now, it's supposed to... He plays the trickster in what that. Tease. But it, it was the fucking Joker. He had the what makeup tease. and the purple suit and everything. So, oh, just to see that was so good. And I see... At, whenever Hamill does uh, conventions, he'll do, like, you know, Jack Nicholson or Heath Ledger quotes in the in the, his Joker voice. And that's something special. That's neat to see. Hell yeah. <laughs> so good. So... Next up, the other one, the other animated one I'd like to talk about is the 2012 and 2013 two-part film, The Dark Knight Returns. Here we go. Based on the iconic graphic novel by Frank Miller. In this adaptation, Joker is voiced by Michael Emerson, mostly known for his role as the enigmatic Ben Linus on Lost. My, mm-hmm. One of my favorite characters <laughs> in that show, man. Oh, yeah. Love Probably my, my favorite. Him and you, you like Desmond, I know Desmond that. and Ben Linus. Desmond's my favorite good guy. Okay, I was ben just about to say, Ben's guy. your favorite bad guy. Yeah. yeah. He's, ben is definitely my favorite bad guy. He's scary. <laughs> oh, man. When he... Oh. When Saeed finds him, you know, in the with the, the the balloon, the hot air balloon, he's like lying about his name. That mind. whole arc was fucking Ooh, brilliant. I get the chill. <laughs> Saeed is so fucking good. <laughs> 
<laughs> Such a good uh, character. We could do two hours on Lost. Oh, Jesus. Great. Yeah, we've both seen it like three times yeah. through, so. Fantastic. That's like 120 episodes. Three times. <laughs> what is Fuck fucking man. wrong with us? <laughs> Uh, well, like so many things. <laughs> so this Joker is a comatose vegetable who awakens after Batman returns from a ten-year absence. He immediately goes on a psychotic rampage, murdering hundreds. Frightening. Until Batman finds him and finally kills him by breaking his neck. In this version, Joker won, and this may be the craziest, most unstable Joker who relishes in the blood of the innocent and enjoys inflicting pain I, more uh, than anything. I really wish this was Mark Hamill, voice by Mark Hamill, because this is my favorite. Like. Joker, he's fucking evil. Like oh he's my been God. building up for ten there's, years. There's that scene towards the end when he's it's just he's just committing a mass shooting. Yeah, it's fucking dark. It's really and you. I really don't see how you could put that in a movie today. Those like idiots. In, a, in a live action movie. Who the hell brings the Joker on a fucking talk show? Uh, like what did they think man. was going to happen? You put that maniac in front of a camera. It it is. Man, they fucking go there, dude. That movie's dark. When he tells them, he straight up says, like, I'm going to kill everybody in this room. Yeah. Like, Like, (laughs) you tense up, but you believe it. There's something about Emerson's performance. It's not... He's really good. Yeah, I just... uh, I don't know. I feel like Hamill... uh, Like him... I can just picture him running through the carnival when he's like, whoopsie daisy, excuse me. Just shooting. Everybody. Children. Like, people, like, little kids. Like, what the hell And I love Batman telling him, like, all the people I've killed letting you live. Yeah, like, oh, fuck. man. Oh, the it's ultimate. such a great... And Batman in this is voiced by Peter Weller, and he does a great job. Yes. But it's a grizzled old Batman who... Yeah, he's like 55 yeah. or something. Yeah. He's on his way out, and he has zero fucks left to give. Yeah. And he's going out on his terms, and he's taking the fucking Joker with him. Yeah. This, I, oh, this is happening, yeah. Crazy, man. The Dark Knight Returns, such a great... It's fucking... This is my, this is my favorite, uh, like, movie, like, animated movie altogether. Yeah. I love all of them, though. Like, all the ones we've talked about, I really enjoy. They're animated work. I'm telling you, go check that shit out. It is great. Give give a, give, give one a go. Like, give one a go and, yeah. you know, try to, like, see. Uh, which one would you say is, like, the easiest, like, if you were, like, to introduce someone to these? Justice League Doom. Okay. I like that. Bat, uh, the Legion of Doom gets a hold of Batman's plans to kill the Justice League if he ever had to. His mm. contingency plan to take out Superman, Wonder Woman, yeah, The Flash. Yeah. And it fucks them all up, and they lose all trust in Batman. And it's a great starter. Uh, I also recommend the Flashpoint Paradox. Mm-hmm. If you want to get really good, really cool. But, yeah, there's so many I can It's yeah, It's an there. endless list. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's a gold mine, man. I, I forgot how good these were, like, as a kid. You know, I saw these as a kid, but... Um, I had not seen uh, Returns, because that's more recent. And they're usually about an hour, 15 max. Some yeah. of them are a little longer, but most of them are pretty quick. Yeah, usually 70, 75 minutes, yeah. yeah. And everyone's got their own. There's Flash ones, Superman ones, Wonder Woman. Everyone's got their yeah, own. Yeah, we just, we just watched, obviously, all the ones that the Joker appeared in yeah. for this. Wouldn't make sense to watch like the animated Green Lantern movie for this. Yeah. For another time. Yeah. So let's take a brief look at the Fox Network show Gotham, which ran from 2014 to 2019 and features young actor Cameron Monaghan as the characters of Jerome and Jeremiah Valeska. Two Joker-esque characters who supposedly go on to inspire the Joker in this world before Batman. Did you see... How much of Gotham did you see? Any? Not one second. Not one. <laughs> I watched all... I don't... I, don't I, like, I very rarely watch like, net, net, like, network television. I made an exception because it was Batman. Yeah, it's Gotham. Yeah. And honestly... I, I just... I, I yeah. knew they were going to go on for a long time, but I can't, I can't. I shouldn't have committed, but I did. 
I watched all five seasons and I didn't need to. Yeah. <laughs> it was what, very that's disappointing. That's what I hear. Season two was fucking great, but then nothing. For three seasons of the same shit. But Cameron Modigan... because now no one else can really do that, you know? Yeah. Because it could have been great. It could have been. Like if Gotham had, like if Gotham was made by like, you know, Amazon or HBO. Well, it's a it's a TV rights thing. I yeah, yeah. Fox yeah. owns the rights. I, it's to that, o- yeah, it's always going to come down to that. Yeah. yeah. I just you like to live. I like to Adam live in West a fan- that. I like to live in a fantasy world where where people who are like or people who created the shit have the rights to the shit. Yeah. I wish we lived in not, that perfect world too. Not not people who just yeah, have the money and buy everything. <laughs> Fuck you, Sony. I'm not letting it go. <laughs> Uh, Anyway (laughs) Monaghan played Jerome Valeska In 13 episodes He's a psychotic Unstable maniac Who is killed Is brought back to life Gets his face cut off Staples it back on And supposedly drives His twin brother Jeremiah Insane with his last act We are led to believe That Jerome is the precursor To the Joker For most of the show Until suddenly He's like Oh there's a twin brother (laughs) Out of fucking nowhere, <laughs> Monaghan played Jeremiah Valeska in Jeez. ten episodes, and he went from a calm, mentally fit engineer to a maniacal psychopath after being exposed to a concentrated dose of Jerome's highly concentrated Joker gas. It wasn't called Joker gas, but it was fucking Joker gas. <laughs> Jeremiah's skin was bleached, his hair turned green, and he became determined to shatter Bruce Wayne's life by killing all his friends. Not Batman, Bruce Wayne. There's no Batman until the very last frame of the very last episode. They did a Smallville on us, and they pissed me off again. The fight between Jeremiah and Bruce culminated at Ace Chemicals, where Jeremiah fell into a vat of acid and emerged comatose. He awoke in the series finale, his skin white and scarred, his hair almost gone, but the smile still bright and shiny. He went by the name Jay now, and we're led to believe this character goes on to become the Joker. Gotham had problems, but Monaghan's performance was not one of those problems. He was fucking great. That's awesome. It's good to hear. As Jerome and Jeremiah, <coughs> Jerome was the psycho, crazy, like Cesar Romero with a little bit of Leto Joker, mm-hmm. but Jeremiah was Heath Ledger in his prime, I almost see. that kind I of see. Joker. Like he was going to go on to terrorize Gotham, and that's the Joker we got at the end. Mm-hmm. And the makeup, admittedly, for the final Joker was fucking weird, but I'm sure. It got better if we gotten to see more. Yeah. But we won't. If only. <laughs> that show was so strange. It had a great Hugo Strange. B.D. Wong was Hugo Strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, Penguin was okay. It was just where Penguin and Riddler were fucking repetitive. Yeah. Constantly. Same scheme every fucking season. Nothing changed. Ugh. There were so many. Ugh. Frustrating. It was a... I love what they did with Mr. Freeze, though. What did they do there? They made it. Uh, they did the smart thing. They made him like a like animated series freeze. Oh, okay. Uh, Nathan Darrow played him. Sweet. And he did a decent job. And his his real name apparently is not Victor Freeze. It's Victor Freiss. Because I guess they couldn't be Victor Freiss. They got. They thought it was too weird. <laughs> I don't know. That was bugged oh, me about Mister Freeze. He's a doctor. Yeah. Why would you not call yourself Doctor Freeze? If, yeah. You just you went to medical school. I mean, you're a criminal, but don't ignore that. Yeah, <laughs> use that in your name. That's badass. When Stephen Strange became Sorcerer Supreme, he's still Doctor Strange. Doc Ock. Doc Ock. Doctor Doom. If it was Mister Oct. Yeah, Mister yeah. Octopus. 
<laughs> that sounds so terrible. That sounds like a kid's t- television show. Mr. <laughs> 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 Octopus. Yeah. Oh my god. What the fuck is happening? All right, let's fuck go. To the, yeah. Let's go to this nest fucking shit show. Oh, here we go. God awful movie. Maybe. Uh, yeah, it's bad. The next big screen Joker appeared in 2016's Suicide Squad. IMDb score of 6.0, Rotten Tomato score of 27%, <laughs> and a 6 from me, but I've seen it one time. I'll give it a 3. Woo! Yeah. God damn. I hated it. I quit Draft House the first time a week before that came out because I didn't want to deal with that shit. <laughs> that was the first time I worked there. That's amazing. I was like, I'm out. I'm yeah. not, not doing that. I might come back <laughs> in a few months, so. <laughs> the film features a gang of supervillains recruited by government agent Amanda Waller, to act as a black ops team for top se- top secret missions. Cool concept. Terrible execution. Awful. From director David Ayer. Oscar winner Jared Leto was cast as the Joker. Miscast. Uh, a great, I thought it was a great idea on paper. But again, the direction they took the character was nonsensical. Leto won his only Oscar thus far for his role in 2013's Dallas Buyers Club. And he's also the lead singer of rock band 30 Seconds to Mars. He's in my... F- I think my favorite drug movie of all time. Requiem for a Dream. dream. That is a dark fucking movie. Yeah, him and and Connelly are fantastic in that movie. Oh, yeah. The film co-stars Will Smith as Deadshot, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, Viola Davis as Amanda Waller, Jai Courtney as Captain Boomerang, Cara Delevingne, I don't know if you say her name, as Enchantress, and Joel Kinnaman as Rick Flagg. It was a modest success, grossing nearly 750 mil on a $175 million budget. But critics and fans alike panned it big time. Despite the backlash, it won an Oscar for Best Makeup. <laughs> it's a travesty how many movies have won Oscars, honestly. I don't like that they won an Oscar before Marvel did. <laughs> that bugs That's me. pretty sad, yeah. A sequel slash reboot is planned for 2021 called The Suicide Squad. And it's helmed by James Gunn. So I'm betting that's going to be at least better. It, yeah, well, it better. It's got to be. It can't get worse. No, it really can't. <laughs> it's pretty shitty. But Leto's Joker is by far the worst big screen Joker so far. He's basically a white skinned pimp who's so inconsequential to the film's plot, you could take him out of the movie and nothing would change. He's covered in tattoos, wears a sparkly purple pimp coat, and he talks like Jim Carrey in the mask. What a fucking letdown. Yeah. After Ledger's iconic performance, this is what you follow it with? Yeah, it's kind of disrespectful, in my God. opinion. It's like, just fucking le- Yeah, I don't know. He's got the word damaged tattooed on his forehead. Like, what the fuck, man? Like, it was like they were trying to hit on something culturally, like, and it just didn't. He was, like, wearing, like, grills. What? what, what did, Pimp Joker! Is this fucking Lil Wayne? What are we doing here? What are we doing? No, this is not. No. What He's got, like, five scenes. Literally, you take him out, nothing changes. Yeah, yeah. It's... He's the Joker! The most iconic comic book villain of all time, and you're not going to use him? <clears throat> Stupid movie. What a waste of time. Really was. Don't fucking watch that. Oh, God. Or stay away. Suicide Squad is one of the most disappointing films of the decade. 100%. And we did, I didn't even bother watching it again for this podcast. I just looked up oh, Jared Leto's that. scenes because that's all you need to see. Yeah. Yeah, I was not going back down that road. No. I, you would, you, you'd, you'd probably have to pay me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You might have to give me five bucks to go... <laughs> watch that again oh my god so is there anything you did like about Leto's Joker no nothing <laughs> no I, I really like him like I really like him I'm actually one of the few people who thinks Dallas Buyers Club is still good um, 
but it's still good. It's it, it hasn't hasn't aged too hot. It's only been f- six years. Yeah, but you, you you'd, you'd be surprised, man. If you Shit. like one of the stuff I read, it's like yeah, people are like, oh, that shouldn't have won anything, you know? Damn. Um, I like <laughs> it. I think performances are great. But, but yeah, no, I, I really like Jared Leto, so I'm not being mean to him. It's just this movie is a waste of time. It really is. It's it's uh, it's, it's frustrating. Like you yeah. said, this is like one of the best characters you can use in a movie, and you. Just fuck it up after it's been done, maybe the best ever. So I don't know. So it's it's annoying, but you know we get it again. It's gonna keep happening. We get it again, you know, in the next couple weeks. So <laughs> next up was uh, Zach Galifianakis's Goofy Joker <laughs> that he voiced in 2017's The Lego Batman Movie, a spinoff of 2014's The Lego Movie that brought back Will Arnett as the voice of Lego Batman. The Lego Batman movie has an IMDb score of 7.3, Rotten Tomatoes score of 89%. I give it a 9. I really like this movie. Yeah, it, yeah it's like, I, I think it's universally known that this is a really good movie. It's really well done. It's not it, just a, you know. Sorry. It was straight up made for Batman fans. Mm-hmm. And Galifianakis does a great job of playing a Joker I, for kids. I agree. I and, agree. If you assume you're going to choose somebody, he's the guy. He's more like a Cesar Romero prankster, but he's also like really wants to be Batman's greatest enemy. Yeah. And it's kind of funny. The yeah. cool shit he does, like opening the Phantom Zone. Like, there's some cool ideas in this movie. I, I agree. And there are t- so many nods to all the other Batman movies. Billy D. Williams got to play Two Face, which was great. Batman says, he's like, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. <laughs> Let's get nuts. Oh, goddamn. Easily my favorite line in the. You want to get nuts? 89 Batman. It's like he's channeling his Beetlejuice. <laughs> Let's get nuts. <laughs> Ah, oh, so great, yeah. Lego Batman gets overshadowed big time. But, you know, I get why. Because it has Lego the movie. word Lego in it, yeah. But, I like it a lot. Check out, it's fucking way better than Suicide Squad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got Ray Fiennes voicing Alfred. Yeah. It's a great one. Michael Sarah's Robin. That's great. Yeah, that's fun. Fun stuff. It works. Those movies, you know, they, they, really, they really put effort into those, those Lego movies. You got Doug Benson playing Bane, doing his goofy-ass Bane impression. Like, come on. That's great. <laughs> That's great. Fantastic. Uh, you adopted the doc. <laughs> but I was born in it. Finally, Oscar nominee Joaquin Phoenix will be our next Joker in the film that is set to release next Friday, October 4th. Joker. Phoenix has been nominated three times for his roles in 2000's Gladiator, 2005's Walk the Line, and 2012's The Master. And in this film, he plays Arthur Fleck, a lowly, unhappy little man who puts on the makeup to make a name for himself in a society that has turned him away. This is all just speculation, of course, as neither of us have seen the movie yet, but you can be damn sure we'll be doing a bonus on it. Yeah, we're going to be seeing that opening weekend for sure. Yeah. I cannot wait. Joaquin is one of my favorite actors of all time. Currently, Joker has an IMDb score of 9.5. Oh, yeah. And a Rotten Tomato score of 76%. I've heard Oscar buzz surrounding Phoenix saying that he may finally get the gold for this. Here's hoping. I think he looks fantastic. What do you think going in? Like, what are I your? Can't, inter- I can't. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> and it's it's one it's one like big awards at festivals. I tell you, right, Venice. You know all this stuff. Yeah. So, um, it's it's clearly a hit with everybody, with the critics and fans alike. I can't wait to see it. What I hate is that people are trying to turn it into something it's not. People are saying that's going to trigger real life violence, and I'm like, f- even Joaquin like fucking walked out of the interview when they brought that up. Why? Are you, why do? Why do people bring stuff up like that? Why can't art just be art? Why Why do you have to bring that into the room, into the conversation? Certain then theaters... It, then now it's in our mind. You certain I mean? theaters are having a no singles policy. Where you can't go see it by yourself. Because you might shoot the place up. That's what they think. 
It's a fucking crazy, man. Uh, 2019, Ugh. United States of America. What the fuck, man? Ugh. Land of the free, home of the brave. Wow. Well, we'll be seeing it together, so... <laughs> so, that won't... Yeah, no problem there. Uh, what's what's different about two two crazy guys, though, yeah. going in... What the fuck? <laughs> whatever, man. I don't know. All right, whatever. This, yeah, this country is insane. There's horrible things happening all the time. Not going to stop me from going to see movies and acting no. and acting just as I do every day. No. I'm not going anywhere. I hope this film is amazing, <laughs> and I hope that it has some great society subtext. And I hope Joaquin Phoenix wins Best Actor for it. Of course, just of to, course, I want great yeah. things to happen, and I love. I want great things to happen for Todd Phillips. You know, this is yeah. a this is a big deal. It Very is a big deal. It's going to make a shit ton of money. At the same time, I don't want Joker to be portrayed as some kind of anti-hero. I want him to be portrayed as a psychotic villain. Who is driven to that by we'll outside forces or whatever. We'll see. But he, if he doesn't, I don't want him to be heroic. I don't want them to be like love in his heart or any of that shit. Or the like, trailer kind I of looks that this, way. That kind of thing. It kind of looks that way, the trailer. I'm getting kind of a king of comedy vibe of I, most of that shit's happening in his head. Fair I don't enough. think he's really... Fair enough. I, I just... I, this character has been revisited like, not that long ago, you know. And it's been... I mean, even if you cut out Leto and you just, just ludger, you know, it's... Really, just ten years ago, that that happened. Uh, so this is this is really ballsy. But the fact that it's Phoenix, he doesn't really take roles that are not like challenging oh, and no. and um, something that's going to make him better. So yeah, he does not do paycheck gigs ever. No, no. This is probably not probably. This is easily the most money he's a movie that he's been in is going to make like by far. So. <laughs> Uh, really good for him. Super excited. Really, really blows my mind. He's been up for three, uh, three Oscars. It really blows my mind that he wasn't up for her. Oh, yeah. Her is a de- brilliant, devastating performance from him. So yeah, I, yeah, I love him. He's he's one of my guys. He's one of those dudes. I'll I'll watch anything he does. He's you know he's one of Paul Thomas Anderson's guys. So yeah, I adore him. <laughs> the master is fucking classic. I can't wait to see what he brings to the Joker. You know and. We'll be doing a bonus right after, so we get to talk about the Joker more. It's going to be great. Absolutely. We're definitely going to follow up on this with our thoughts about oh, yeah. Yeah. our new Joker. Yeah, I mean, you got, I, I feel like this is probably one of the only movie, probably the only bonus we've done where like every listener is going to have seen it. You know, Maybe Tarantino, maybe Once Upon a Time. Yeah. Like, we've done The Farewell. We've done Ad Astra. and Scary Stories. Yeah, so... This is this is a big movie. It's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like we're both, you know, we're very excited. The film get, film guys and team is excited all together. I know oh, that. Oh yeah. So uh, we'll all be giving our two cents on it, on one way or another. Can't wait. Yeah. So before we call it, let's do a final battle royale: Caesar Romero, Jack Nicholson, Mark Hamill, Heath Ledger, Jared Leto. Not Joaquin Phoenix yet. Yeah. We'll do it again in the Joker bonus. Those actors. Who is the best and why? Heath is my number one. Okay. Heath and then Hamill too. All right. Um, I have a hard time comparing live action and and uh, animated. Yeah. In my top five Batman movies, I named all live action. Kind of feel like maybe I shouldn't have done that. I just don't know which one I take out and which animated one is better as a movie. Uh, it's really hard for me to do. With that being said, Heath Ledger, he changed my... He like... Uh, whatever. I don't, he changed my life. Like the way I... <laughs> The way I watch movies, he changed. He changed the way I watch movies. He changed how much I care about characters. He changed how much I care about acting. Um, because, it, because it came at a time when I was learning and starting to figure out that I loved movies. I was 13. And this guy with this floppy green-brown hair and messed-up makeup and 
badass suit and really, really cool, like, strategic, you know, ways of fucking causing chaos, I just fell in love with. And when you're that age, it's hard to, like, beat that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so forever, I'll just always, that will always be my reaction when I hear Joker. I'll think, I'll think of Heath. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I know, I know what yours is. (laughs) Mark Hamill, man. I got I grew up with Hamill. Yeah, see? Yeah. I've been watching Batman Beyond Return of the Joker since I was a, like a baby, since I was five. Yeah, see, I saw those when I was younger and just now revisited them. So. I've been, I've, that's been in my repertoire my whole life. Yeah. I've always thought of Mark Hamill's laugh and his look as the Joker. And I don't get me wrong, I fucking love Heath Ledger's performance, fucking love Jack Nicholson's Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. But Mark Hamill will always hold a special place in my heart. And if yeah. I ever meet the man, I'm not going to say shit about Star Wars. I am going straight oh, to thank yeah. you for the Joker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I don't even know shit about Star Wars. Just, man. <laughs> Can you give me a bit? <laughs> <laughs> Can you say why so serious? Just for kicks. Ah, oh, yeah. We're going to have tryouts. <laughs> <laughs> Which one of you would like to join our team? Oh! <laughs> <gasps> Well, what are your thoughts on your favorite Joker? Do you think Cesar Romero is the best? Do you think Jack Nicholson is the best? Do you, for some fucking reason, think Jared Leto is the best? Do you think Do you think that Joaquin Phoenix has a right to even do this role? Do you guys think this is a movie that should be made? Do you think Michael Emerson is the definitive Joker? Like, yeah, you know, fuck yeah. Let us know. You know, Joe. Dima- uh, uh, what's his name? Um, John DiMaggio. Yeah, John DiMaggio. I was about to say Joe yeah. DiMaggio, which is a very, <laughs> very famous baseball player. I don't think he was involved. But... No, probably not. <laughs> Probably not. I think he, yeah. <laughs> I was very conscious to not write Joe DiMaggio so many times when I was talking about that. I was, I double checked. So, uh. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> but yeah, you know, let us know. Comment on Facebook, YouTube. I uh, Leave a review on iTunes. Whatever you want to do. Just let, if you want to submit your thoughts on this, on this divisive Le- topic. Legendary character. Oh, for sure. And that is, is, is he your favorite villain? Like, from a surface level, just villains. Like, ideas for villains. Is he your favorite? He's mine. I don't know who beats him. Hmm. Yeah, probably. It sure as hell isn't anyone in any superhero, like, <laughs> realm. It's just, he's just better. He's just better. Well, I love that he's, there's no motivation beyond just fuck shit Chaos. Up. It's, all he lives for is taking Batman down to his level. Every, like, I, I'm a writer. I write, I've written a few books. And whenever I create a villain... I always go straight to that mold. Like, yeah. How close? How is he like the me, Joker? Me too. It's oh, weird. Everything. I, I. That's. We talked about the Coens not that long ago. We are like totally, totally obsessed, and we adore Walter. This guy has no fucking rhyme or reason. This guy's just fucking just doing things, you know, just yeah. reacts. And we obviously love, love, love characters like that that are done well. Yeah. And the Joker is that is like the pinnacle of that. <laughs> we love characters who are like just a response to the environment that created them. Yeah, yeah, and that's very much what the Joker. You is. know what's great is there's a quote from The Departed. Jack Nicholson yes. says, "Yes, I don't want to be a product of the environment. I want the environment to be a product of me." Fuck yes. <laughs> ah, you played the Joker. That's cool. Movies are fun. <laughs> <laughs> Movies are the fucking best. <laughs> it's it's that film <laughs> Gotham. That's straight up the Joker. He's yeah. you know. Batman, he's a response to Batman. You know, he's the yin to Batman's yang, and there will always he's be... Zig Isaac. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There will always be a Batman and a Joker. And that relationship, you know, was later became, you know, Spider-Man and the Green Goblin, Superman and Lex Luthor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
the hero and the arch nemesis, but it is nowhere near as definitive no. as it is with Batman Lord and the no. Joker. I mean, I love Spider-Man and all, but Spider-Man and Green Goblin compared to... Come on. <laughs> it's not even fucking close. All right, uh, I got a good question for you. Yeah, yeah. Who would you like to see play the Joker? That hasn't, obviously. Yeah. Um, um, da, 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 wow. Oh, boy. <laughs> Joaquin might have been my answer if I wouldn't have known, <laughs> honestly. Nice. Uh, I've, I've, always thought, I've always thought Edward Norton could do it really well. Ooh. Interesting. Um, Trying to think of someone yeah, younger that would be interesting. Hmm. Do you have? Does someone come to your mind? Like, oh yeah, who? I've thought about this for a long time. Willem Dafoe. Oh Christ Almighty! <laughs> that would be the most terrifying <laughs> Joker as an ever. older Joker. Yeah, like Dark Knight Returns Joker. Dafoe. Fuck. One hundred percent. That would be frightening. <laughs> Is there any young guy we can think of? Like. Up and counter. I could see Lucas Hedges doing it. Oh Jesus! <laughs> oh no, Timothy Chalamet. Ooh, he's got that. Yeah, he's got that. Yeah, <laughs> he's got. Yeah, I believe he's got that hair. I've seen him. He can grow it out like a beautiful boy. Oh, he could be the unhinged Joker. For you know, with sure. an, with Pattinson's younger Batman, I could totally oh, see him God. being cast wanna... as the Joker. I could see that. Yeah, and and Timothy. I love I love both of them. Lucas Hedges, man, Lucas Hedges could do it. Lucas is a freak. Both of those guys are, I think, like the two top, like <laughs> you know, they're both like under twenty five. Yeah, those are, those are both great calls. Those, are, <laughs> those would be those would be fantastic. Killer. It, but it, w- it would be fun to see a lot of males go after it because shit. Wh- what female do you think could do it? Do you think there's like a female that they could like do a take on like a jo- like a Joker female? The only actress I see doing that is Tilda Swinton. Oh man, that would be awesome. I wouldn't be I'd be okay with her doing it. I don't think I'd be okay with any other actress. But what if it was like a whole different idea? Like like Flashpoint like Martha Wayne? Yeah, like Ooh, okay. Like what if it was what All if right. it was like fucking um like someone, I don't know, like Carrie Washington, like someone who's like breaks that mold completely cuz like Heath Ledger was looked at as this like beautiful beautiful act like in 10 things i hate about you yeah what if you had like a beautiful actress hmm. just kind of break that break that mold that'd be really interesting that's just one of the first names that came to my head I it is very interesting so, so like a younger like yeah younger actress that'd be so so fascinating to see someone be that yeah see a girl do that be like empowered that way where they just want chaos and don't don't listen to anyone don't they you know use like weird devices that'd be really cool <laughs> That would be cool. Yeah. I I don't know why, but I can kind of see Rachel McAdams. Oh, great call. Yeah. That's perfect. Oh, man, she would do great. And she kind of, I feel like Rachel McAdams has always been missing a masterpiece. Like a big, big time role. Where yeah. she, I love her. I love her to death. Love her in Mean Girls. And then I love her in, like, Spotlight. But if she, yeah, if she did, like, a big thing like that, oh, man, that would change her career. <laughs> that would change everything. Yeah. Oh, she's got it too. The pale, kind of pale face. Yeah. She's great. I can see her snapping and just fucking shit up. I love Rachel McAdams. That's a good call, man. I like that one a lot. <laughs> right on. That'd be, that, I just think that'd be a fun movie. A, a alternate, a, like an alternate storyline where, yeah, where the Joker is, is a, a girl. Would be really cool. It could work. Oh, yeah, because the Joker is no, it does, like, like we were saying, he, he's, 
he's more of a force of nature than he's a character. Yeah, and he's not even like there's there's so many times where he's really not like imposing or like gender doesn't matter, ethnicity doesn't matter, not really at all. No, it's just he's just the Joker. Just <laughs> it's just what he is. This this intent to just keep pressing forward and keep causing mayhem. So yeah, I, really anyone can do that. <laughs> Killer. Oh, that's great. That would be fun. Well, that's off of the Joker thus far. Be sure to check out our upcoming bonus on the new film. And let's check out what happened this week in film. Yes. Dan Aykroyd and Ernie Hudson are both officially confirmed for the currently currently titled Ghostbusters 2020, directed by Jason Reitman. Finally. Son of Ivan Reitman, director of the first two Ghostbusters films. Jesus Christ. You could have done this. Yeah. Could have saved us the fucking heartache. (laughs) You know what I mean? Took them fucking long enough. God damn. They joined returning cast members Bill Murray, Sigourney Weaver, and Annie Potts. Woo! As well as newcomers Finn Wolfhard, Carrie Coon, Bokeem Woodbine, Boom! McKenna Grace, and Paul Rudd. Can't fucking wait for this. This is going to be a blast. I've been waiting for Ghostbusters 3 for my whole fucking life. <laughs> Since I saw it when I was five. Yeah. I don't remember the last... I don't remember when I didn't know what Ghostbusters was. Yeah, it's one of those. It's been one of my favorite movies forever. It's one of those. And Ghostbusters 2, I put right up there. I love both of those films equally. And the remake was such a disaster. Such a horrible fucking movie. Nightmare. Oh, God. These newcomers, too, are very exciting. Yeah. Finn, Carrie Coon, Bokeem Woodbine, Paul Rudd. Mike Milligan himself. Oh, dude. (laughs) Wait, where are you in Fargo? I'm on episode four. Of season two? I took a break for Mindhunter, but... I'm going, I'm back in, I'm back in. Mike Milligan and the Kitchen Brothers. Sound like a prog rock band. I just watched that episode, yeah. <laughs> Wait, when he does, when he, with the typewriter? Yeah. Oh, the guy with his tie? And he's like... <laughs> <laughs> Fargo is one of the best TV shows to ever exist. <laughs> I love it so much. It's crazy. Isn't season two just as good? It's crazy, dude. It's like, it like almost yeah. takes it to the next level. It's nuts. Fucking nuts. Jesse Plemons, who would have thought? Uh, Kieran Culkin? The first episode? What the fuck? The guy who plays uh, Dodd. Uh, oh, uh, uh, Dodd Gerhardt? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, what's I, his name? I couldn't place him for the longest time. I knew that face. He was the astronaut killer on Monk. Yeah. I, rem- wow. I was like, fuck, what yeah. A call. What a call. Oh, man, the Gerhardts, and that, they're all frightening. Bear, the family is. Yeah. What a show. What and then Mom, show. or the Mom... She dated Frasier. <laughs> She's a... Uh, what's her name, dude? Uh, <laughs> I, isn't it great, Fargo? Yeah. Isn't it just... Patrick Wilson, Ted Danson. It's cool uh, to see all these guys out of their comfort zone. Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, I don't really like Kirsten Dunst, but I really like her in this. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. I've actually never really found her to be very good in any role, like in movies. I hated like, her as Mary Jane. Oh, I think she's terrible. She's awful. She was such a mean person. Uh, Jean she's... Smart does her name. Yeah, Jean yeah. Smart. She's amazing. Yeah, season two, yeah, for what, how, somehow, like, one-ups, I don't know. Uh, t- watching Ted Danson and Patrick Wilson be cops together is like, <laughs> pff, okay, sign me up, dude, for hours. I'll do that for hours. Hell yeah. And then you add, yeah, Bokeem Woodbine, who's this, like, Midwest just gangster, who's very scary, but... I, I like know. that Brad Garrett's in it as, yeah, like, yeah. the accountant for, like, the super mafia. So cool, dude. <laughs> It's crazy. Brilliant show. When they're talking about this shampoo. <laughs> I like, forgot about that. Like, feel my hair. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> feel my hair. <laughs> Mike Milligan and the Kitchen Brothers. 
Miller has a shirt that says that. It's oh, a really? Brilliant shirt. It's all three of them standing there. Oh, that's bitching. Mike Miller in the kitchen builders. On my back, it says like a prog rock band. Fuck, man, that's awesome. Yeah. Redbubble.com. It's a great website. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, we're obsessed with Fargo. We both think it's like one of the best TV shows ever. Because <laughs> oh. it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Hansi. Oh, dude, Hansi is a great character. You're going to fall more in love? Yeah, I can't wait to hear what you think after the season's over. Will do, man. <laughs> so, next up, the trailer for In the Tall Grass was released. It's a horror film based on the novella by Stephen King and Joe Hill that is currently only available as an ebook. It's not yet in print. The film stars Patrick Wilson, Laisla de Oliveira, Avery Witted, and Will Boy Jr. as a group of people who are seemingly trapped in a field of very tall grass that never seems to end. It's set for release on Netflix on October 4th. Very excited. Oh, yeah. Always a big fan of Stephen King. I have not read this one yet because I prefer to read print. Yeah, I would, I would wait. Yeah, ebooks. It'll be in whatever you know collection he releases next. But, yeah, I'm going to watch that, absolutely. Very excited. Next up, director Fede Alvarez, who was the director of Don't Breathe and the Evil Dead remake, is currently in talks to produce a new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. That would be a direct sequel to the first film. They're calling it Halloween style. <laughs> so they'd be ignoring all the shit films, especially that dumpster fire that was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, and do a possibly good one for once. Hi, <laughs> Caleb. Oh, yeah. Josh. <laughs> you thought I was letting it go? I'm not fucking letting it go. <laughs> it's in the ether now. <laughs> what are you going <laughs> to fucking do about it? In the computer. <laughs> Episode 30, bitches. Bring it on. Yeah, Mr. White, science! You guys, you listeners probably have no fucking clue what I'm talking about, but that's fine, because it's more of an in-joke between me and Caleb and Josh. So, it's probably going to escalate because of this. Anyway, I'm I'm excited to see what they do with this. There hasn't been a good Texas Chainsaw movie since the first one, so... No, yeah, agreed. It's just been a shit show for 30, 40 years. <laughs> I mean, the remake wasn't bad, but... It wasn't great. It's not yeah. good, yeah. And I haven't seen any of the other ones apart from part two. And I haven't really wanted to. Like, why bother? I know they're going to suck. So, here's hoping. What have I done? <laughs> Next up. Robert Pattinson may be starring in a possible Justice League reboot as Batman. Here's hoping they just let it be its own series. I don't want them to do Justice League again. They've... DC and Warner Brothers have already proven that they don't know how to fucking handle a cinematic universe akin to the MCU. So just don't fuck it up again and just stick to individual films. They know how to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're greedy and they don't learn from their mistakes. So Pattinson's Batman is probably going to be short-lived. <laughs> Most likely. So yeah. enjoy it while you can. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Batman, Jeffrey Wright is in talks to portray Commissioner Gordon in 2021's The Batman. And Jonah Hill is in talks to play the Riddler. Though, honestly, I see him more as Penguin. Why is that? he's chubby. I mean, why? What do you mean, why is that? I'm fucking around. I think, but I think Jonah Hill has always been on that, like, strange where he loses a shit ton of weight. And then, yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe maybe that will be one of those times. I just don't want to see the Riddler portrayed as, like, an incel who knows code-breaking or any of that shit. I want... I, I thought David Tennant would have been a great Riddler, personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... You know, I like Jonah Hill, so I'm okay. Like, you know, let him, you know, show show us what he's got. We'll see what happens, I guess. Yeah. But I had heard that Penguin was going to be the bad guy. This That's what I thought, too. Maybe yeah. both. Maybe we'll get... Penguin maybe maybe James Franco will play the Penguin. 
What? <laughs> yeah. Reverse that. Let's have James Franco play the Riddler. But I want to see, like, Arkham City Cockney Gangster Penguin. Yeah. Not yeah, me too. creepy fish hand penguin. Danny DeVito, yeah. <laughs> Eating people's ears off and, yeah. <laughs> Not that I don't love him. Oh, I, yeah, I absolutely love Returns. So, could yeah. be worse. My nose could be gushing blood. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? Ah! Ah! <laughs> it's crazy. Could be worse. <laughs> Do the roar. <laughs> uh, Do the roar. <laughs> you know what that's from? Yes. Really? Shrek 4, right? <laughs> yeah. I think it's 3 or 4. I don't know. <laughs> One of those. Oh, fuck. That takes me back. Uh, I love you, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, man. <laughs> Oi. <laughs> what are we doing? Crazy. Uh, Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell are going to be starring in a musical version of A Christmas Carol. I didn't know that. Yeah. What? Yes. That was announced a few days ago. Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell are going to do a musical. It's only a matter of time before they, yeah. <laughs> Christmas, that'll be, uh, that'd be crazy. <laughs> I hope it's a heavy R. <laughs> oh, yeah. I want to see it. It's got to be. And, and go there. Like, please offend all you of us. You know Hugh Jackman's going to pop up. Offend everyone, please. Just do it. Just do it. Let's see it. Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell. There's only, that's the only way I want to see those two on the screen is if they're... No rules. Just fucking... I wonder if they're going to do, like, classic Dickens or more of a Scrooge kind of thing. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. We'll, we'll be there. I'll be there. Yeah, absolutely. Wes Craven's estate has regained the rights to the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise, as well as the rights to the character of Freddy Krueger. Apparently, the writers can reclaim ownership of their work after 35 years, and 2019 marks 35 years since the original Elm Street. Regrettably, Wes Craven died a few years ago, but his estate has now regained the rights to the Elm Street franchise, so very good. Yes, great news. They're the ones I want taking charge of that anyway. And finally, just a few days ago, veteran character actor and horror icon Sid Haig died at age 80 of a lung infection. He's best known by horror fans as Captain Spaulding, the patriarch of the psychotic Firefly clan from 2003's House of a Thousand Corpses, 2005's The Devil's Rejects, and 2019's Three from Hell. He will be missed terribly by the horror community, and our hearts go out to his family. Indeed. I gotta say, I'm not surprised. When he was hospitalized, I figured he was on his way out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very sad. Very Mm -hmm. shame. 80. 80 years of life. Love Sid... Dude, Sid Haig was the fucking man. He was... The, he was in tons of stuff, like veteran actor. He was in you know a lot of shitty movies, but he also in a lot of great movies. He yeah, did, he just, just did what he wanted. Always working. Yeah, the genre of guy, genre guy. He was in a lot of Tarantino stuff. Great. Yeah. Very sad. That's all for this week, listeners. We love the Joker and all the fantastic stories that we've gotten to read and watch thanks to him. Next week, October begins, and so does our favorite time of the year. Gonna get into some some super spooky shit, starting with one of the scariest ghost movies of the 80s, 1982's Poltergeist. A film that made an entire generation terrified of TV static and clown dolls. Plus, much like The Omen, this film has a dark curse supposedly attached to it, as a good number of cast members of the film and its sequels died. We'll get into it next week on Filmgasm. Until then, be afraid of clowns. If you hear that laugh... You better hope Batman shows up to save you. (laughs) 